Welcome to Co-op Mode, round 127. This is the official video game podcast of Secret Friends Unite. I am one of your hosts, Todd. I've beaten Venom Oxtra, joined by Mark the Canardian Carabin. Woo! How you doing? I'm tired, man. Venom's a tough tired. stuff SOB, man. Yeah, yeah. And I've heard he's not, he doesn't have as many weaknesses this time around and like in this game it's it's not uh there's no fire there's no it's just sound is is the weakness exactly from, from he what walks I understand. through fire you know you can't shoot bottle rockets at him i mean it's it's pretty much sound yeah so Something um well which they do have a sound power up in in spider-man which is pretty cool so i will talk about That's that nice. uh when we when we get into what we've been playing but um mark we survived halloween the ghoulies Ooh. You were not grabbed by the ghoulies, which you now know is a real game. So congratulations. <laughs> I was not. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, Chris, uh, Halloween went well. You did some trick-or-treating. Yeah. Yeah. We had a blast. Uh, Finn and I went out trick-or-treating. Uh, my wife stayed here and handed out treats. And then we kind of rendezvoused here. And, and Finn loves handing out treats as well. So he was rushing to the door. Uh, still dressed in his little Jedi robes and everything and and just having a great time the entire night, whether he was handing out treats or getting them, he was just having a blast and loved seeing everyone's uh, costumes. And uh, he threw off a couple of kids really, really badly when he opened the door to give out treats and screamed trick or treat to them. <laughs> and they were just like, cause it was like, you know, like kind of almost teenage kids. So they were like, like just like staring, like, do I give you candy? Why are you a kid? What what is going? How? Why are you screaming at me? What what's going on? So it was it was very very fun to watch him utterly confuse some children who were like borderline ready to just hand some candy from their bags to this toddler, opening a door and screaming trick or treat just dressed as a Jedi. It was it was pretty great. Yeah, it's great when you have to, and I, I, that was my favorite part when Logan was little, just, you know, say trick or treat, and half the time he yeah. would, half the time he wouldn't, and it's like, okay, it's super yeah. cute, and then you would get scared by something, and it's like, oh, okay, but yeah, great yeah. times, great yeah. times. How, uh, how's everything for you guys? Oh, uh, good, good, Um, uh, you know, when you got an 18-year-old, you don't get to enjoy as many of those moments, but uh, he had his friends come over. Uh, actually after they tried trick-or-treating, it didn't go very well. So they came and oh, hung yeah. out in our basement. So it was kind of, kind of fun to have, you know, some, some, some energy in the house. We watched the Goosebumps series on Disney plus, which was a, which was a blast. So yeah, I, I highly recommend you. If you like Goosebumps, I think it's a good throwback, uh, to the original. I, I've been, I've been dying to watch the series. We just haven't gotten around to it. And I really need to, because Goosebumps was like my jam back in the day. If, if I had, a Goosebumps and an Animorphs, I was set. So uh, just, yep, that's that's it. I really, I got to watch, I got to watch that series. It's nice. Yeah, they do a really cool part where Mark, it's like a whole arc, but every episode is like a book. So like the haunted mm. mask and then you've got the dummy. And so it's, it's, I like the way nice. you do it and Justin Long's in it. So, um, he's always yeah. entertaining. He does, he always delivers. Um, so yeah. So now we're in more like, you know, it's turkey time and we, you just had your turkey time. We're having our turkey time at the end of the month going out of town. So, um, trying to get some gaming in before I have forced family fun out of state. So, um, we should probably get into the gaming stuff really quick, but, uh, do you want to talk about the, the most important people on the show? Do I ever? Uh, so we have to thank our Patreon, our secret friends, 
uh, squad, you can head over to patreon.com slash unite right now and get a seven day free trial to check out all the goodies and all the fun stuff. Um, since we last talked, I dropped my interview with Timothy Zahn on, uh, on Patreon. So that's, that hasn't even hit everyone's feed yet. Actually, I think by the time people are listening to this episode, that may be on the public feeds and all that kind of stuff. But Patreon supporters have enjoyed it for a full week and, uh, and, and a bunch of other great content that's, that's constantly going there. So if you're curious, go check it out for the, the one week free trial. Uh, but the people who have checked out the trials and decided to stay, I have to thank. So our friends with benefits tier, that's Corey and HD, John Sadorth, Phoenix Sisters Cosplay, and the ever delightful Brennan Myers, uh, who has shortened his name for this one. Uh, no longer trying to, to piss off Joseph Moran, which is, which is quite kind of you, Brennan. Uh, BFFs. We've got Sean Stella and Henry Nias, Missy Merchant and Andy Milliken and Todd. We have to assign a power up to the aforementioned Brennan Myers. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Well, we'll see how this one goes because we know quite a bit about Brendan. He's been on the show. Um, he's got, uh, he, he, he has a young one. So, um, I think Mark, his power up will be because he has a little one as a parent. He has the ability to save anywhere, regardless of game, even if it's <laughs> online, like Fortnite, Mark, he can save Love online. It. Baby cries, has to be, you know, put to bed, has to be fed. Somebody throws up, save anywhere. That's his power up. Now, I don't know if that applies to like real life. Like he just pauses everything because that would be really useful because like time. Great power. Just pause the whole family for an hour. Have some quiet time. Um, I don't know if he's that like powerful, but we'll Uh, start with the, we'll at least start with the save anywhere in a game. Maybe it expands. He becomes all powerful. I like it. I, I I think that's that's great. And I'm picturing some like, uh, which oh, which X Men movie was it where Quicksilver just ba- doesn't really stop time, but basically does and like saves the entire X Mansion uh, while it's exploding and just uh, that that scene's so great. But I'm picturing that kind of thing like projectile vomit from a kid, and it's just like okay, freeze frame, and it's like you know you're you're cleaning it up midair kind of thing. You're just you're you're fixing everything. And then it's like, hey, unpause, and everything's fixed uh, before it even really happens. I love that. That's a great power. I'm leaning to another side of Brennan Myers, and that is the winter gamer side. I'm going straight up ice powers. Uh, I'm I'm thinking my first initial reaction is like Sub-Zero, a little violent for parenthood. Once you started mentioning that, I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. That might not be what I want, but um, you could also do, you know, the ice flower from Super Mario Brothers or something like that, I guess. But I'm leaning more towards just like permanent ice powers, Sub-Zero style, just like the Winter Gamer's coming out and he's bringing the cold brewskis, like just constant, ready to go, uh, let it snow. That's that we're, we're adding some more winter to the Winter Gamer. Um that's that's my my power up for Brennan Myers. So he's got like refined controls, like he can chill the beer versus freeze the beer, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, okay. he's he's 
instant master of this element for sure. Perfect. Yeah, Sub-Zero style. If he's, you know, your Pepsi's a little cold, just a just a little little cool, um, kind of like Iceman in the Iceman in the first X-Men movie where he just like, you know, uh cools the 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 bottle for Wolverine. Um that style or he just like <clears throat> freezes a whole city. Um if you if you take instant, them off, I guess. Instant snow day, no school. That's it. Yeah, he wants a little bit of more time with the kiddo. You know, you're just like, okay, boom, snow day, kids. Let it snow, let it snow, and uh, let's let's hang out. So that's it. He's instantly entertaining. He has the best backyard ice rink uh, on the block. He's got fun slides and things like that. Constantly great in the summertime, keeping people cool. Brenna Myers is the guy to know. I love ice powers in games where you just mm. you freeze an enemy, you slash them and everything, you slow them down. I think uh, Diablo has that where basically um, I just love ice powers. I, I love them. They're great. I know everybody likes fire or lightning, but I love ice because you can like do crowd control, slow them down mm-hmm. and give you time. Yes. Every, yep. Perfect. Yep. Uh, one, one update, though, uh, it's kind of a mixed bag. It's, it's a great thing for Patreons kind of bad thing for all not bad thing because we're we're basically gonna have ads going into the podcast it's a thing zencaster has changed their mode um they are basically making uh some changes so there has to be advertisements within zencaster so the good news is zencaster is a great service there'll be ads you'll hear those in the future um and they give you actually the discount on zencaster is pretty awesome which i saw uh which is great if you ever want to get into podcasting zencaster is a great service for that but if you don't want ads being a Patreon means ad-free. The Patreon RSS feed will get all the episodes free. You just check them out. You enjoy it. You do nothing else. As long as you've got that RSS feed, you're good to go. Uh, the public mm-hmm. feed, though, will have ads. So just um, it's another incentive for $2 a month, you know, ad-free. That's it. All the extra content. I think it's a pretty good deal. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and just for yeah, uh, for, for reference for anyone unaware, uh, Zencaster is what we use to record this this show and every other one that we do. Um, it allows us to record separate tracks for everyone. It's browser based. Um, you, you'll hear all the, the rigmarole and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a great service. It's the best one we've found. And believe me, we searched. Um, so th- this is the one that worked for us. And, uh, you know, th- so, so when, <laughs> when, uh, when they, they announced this, it was like, okay, what do we do? Uh, and, and this was the best solution for everyone. I think it's, um, you know, easy on us to, to do some ads here and there, not going to be peppered in. They, they don't want it to be obnoxious or anything like that. It's just, you know, they get paid. We kind of get this service, uh, for, for the same kind of price we've been getting it at and, uh, and, and everyone kind of wins. So there we go. Yeah. And, and if you don't want to pay, once again, you get this for free, you just have to, you know, listen to an ad which isn't a bad deal maybe you find use of zencaster so there we go uh so mark we're changing up the order of things today because we got a big news story we got to cover and it's going to cover a majority of the topics of this show so we figure we're going to start with you know surprising we're going to talk about games first <laughs> what we've been playing <laughs> Woohoo! crazy crazy, crazy. <laughs> mama mia whatever else. what else is mario saying these days what's the new catchphrase uh... The new, new catchphrase for Mario. Is it uh, definitely Zowie? Wowie Zowie. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
that is it. That wowie zowie. Um, yeah. There we go. So wowie zowie, we're getting into gaming. So Mark, what are you even gaming? Uh, well, speaking of Mario, I, uh, I just watched that movie again today. Finn wanted to watch it. Um, so I was like, I'm not going to say no to that. Let's go. And we watched the whole thing start to finish. It was a great day. Uh, but I've also been enjoying uh, Mario Kart's final DLC. Finally. Um, this this has been a long time coming. Obviously, Ten years the in the making. has been out <laughs> since, uh, yeah, May of 2014. So pretty damn near 10 years um, since since this this uh, game was first released on the Wii U. Um, this is obviously DLC for Super Mario 8 Deluxe on Switch. And uh, it's, it's fantastic. The new stages are awesome. There's new characters. Um, it's, it's a great, uh, it's a great booster pack. Um, and this, this completes it finally. And we finally got some news, uh, some leaks possibly about the next Mario Kart game, which apparently they're saying is like the most expensive Nintendo game ever. Like they're sparing no expense. They're just going all out with it with, with this and the next like 3d Mario game. Um, they're supposed to look amazing, play amazing. I'm guessing there'll be tentpole titles for switch to super switch, uh, XL deluxe. Um, is this the simulation Mario game where they get Ferrari and it's like just doing Forza motorsport. It's like high, like you've got to upgrade your car. So you have right. (laughs) Wouldn't that be hilarious? Like we're all going realistic now. (laughs) So what we were saying is if you watch the super Mario brothers movie, I wonder if they're hinting at some of the stuff that's going to come in, in Mario Kart nine, or I've heard the name Mario Kart X, which are they just skipping nine and going to 10? Well, isn't nine the mobile game like they say that's actually a core right i guess that could be nine okay yeah yeah yeah. i thought they were pulling an iphone and just skipping nine altogether but that makes yours makes a lot more sense um but we were we were wondering about that today and we were like my wife and i were talking about the possibility of like destructible tracks because in that game like the blue shell not only takes out the person in first but like takes out part of rainbow road while they're on it so we were wondering like destructible tracks, damage to carts, that kind of stuff where, you know, do you have to slow down? Do you have to do something to repair your cart? Can you steal another person's cart like they kind of do in the movie? There's there's some like intense stuff. I don't know how practical some or all of that would be, but I think destructible or changeable courses would be really, really cool. And they, they played with that as far back as the Wii with – uh, with Excite Truck, they d- depending on what you do, the courses would just kind of like change. So you might get like a terrain change here or destruction of a of a mountain or a hill or whatever. Um, so I think that'd be kind of interesting if they kind of built that into these stages and had that as a way to go. But I guess we'll see. Um, for anyone unaware, Wave Six of Super Mario Kart Eight Deluxe's DLC is the Acorn Cup and the shiny uh, the Spiny Cup which is a blue shell, which is great. Um, so includes uh, for the acorn cup, that's Rome Avanti from Mario Kart tour. Uh, like Todd just mentioned, that's the, the, the ninth game, I guess uh, donkey Kong mountain from GameCube, uh double dash uh, Daisy circuit from the Wii and a brand new 
uh, track called Piranha Plant Cove. From uh, the Spiny Cup, we have Madrid Drive, again, from Mario Kart Tour. Rosalina's Ice World from the 3DS. Bowser's Castle 3 from Super Nintendo, which is freaking phenomenal. I love when they upgrade the Super Nintendo games uh, tracks because every other track you can see has basically been in 3D before, like full 3D. The Super Nintendo ones... Not really. You know, they, they'd use whatever mode seven or whatever it was called yeah, back the in the day. And they, they, they used some yeah. cool kind of stuff. Like it looked fine for the day. It looked great. But um, we haven't seen these courses in like full 3D like this for the most part, uh, unless they were remade in past games. But like Bowser's Castle 3, holy crap. And, uh, and then we Rainbow Road came back as the final stage, which I really liked. Um, but made a mistake. I thought uh, for some reason that this was the Mario Kart Rainbow Road track that if you fell off the track, you landed on the moon. That must have been a different one. Oh, Because I was like, oh, there's a hole in the track and you're supposed to avoid this hole. And I was like, I'm just going to go straight down this hole and land on the moon. And my wife was playing with me and was just like, what did you just do? I was like, I went, tried to land on the moon. And she was like, that is not a thing in this course. <laughs> you uh, dummy. So she just zipped straight back to cotton. first and just, yeah. <laughs> Stri- bold strat. Yeah. Cause going straight, it was like, you know, those videos of idiots going in roundabouts. And then instead of going around the roundabout, they just plow straight through it right, through. right in the center. Yeah. Yep. That was this idiot. Uh, Cause I just, no head, like, Zero turn. There's just a giant hole in the middle of the track that you're supposed to pick Mark, one way or the innovation, other. That's innovation, man. You're, you're innovating. Innovating new ways to lose at Mario Kart. That's uh, <laughs> for sure. Um, so <laughs> these these tracks are super fun. Uh, they're uh, but they're also joined by other characters, which is which is really neat. So we had Birdo before. Uh, I think we had Kamek. And Petey Piranha, uh, maybe Wiggler. But for for this round, we got Funky Kong, Diddy Kong, Pauline, and Peachette, which I thought was weird because it just looks like Peach with a kind of a mushroomy hat on. But it's supposed to be like Peachette is like a toad, a toad. that put a power up on and turned into Peach. I think is Not the, the Bowsette. Kind of, it's, it's 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 similar to Bowsette, right? Like it's That's it's weird. that kind of. Um, they, weirdness, but like the next game has to be Nintendo Kart because you can't have 85 baby Marios and gold Mario and still yeah. Mario. Make it Nintendo yeah. Kart, just have everybody. I, I really, yeah, I, I hope that's that's a direction that they go into. Um, and like you could still call it just Mario Kart and like Mario invited all these people over from all the other franchises, Super Nintendo like, cares, right? Kart, like Super yeah. Nintendo just, World, yeah, yeah, it, it should be, but uh. Yeah, I, I, as final DLC for a game that didn't really need all this additional DLC, I thought this was an excellent addition, and uh, and I can't wait to play more because I, I we basically played one quick round so far, and uh, and that was it. So I, I yeah, I really, uh, I'm again ten years I've been playing this damn game, and it's like, okay, just give me, just just let me keep playing it. I don't know, it's, it's so it's so crazy. That better be backwards compatible on the Switch too. Oh yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. That like that game would be a reason to hold on to the Switch if it's not backwards compatible, which it should be. But anyway, uh, yeah. speaking of games I've been playing forever, I'm just going to finish this out by saying I've been playing Fortnite OG, yeah, which has been just so satisfying, so incredible. Uh, this is the new chapter of Fortnite. It's kind of an interstitial, uh, interstitial kind of throwback chapter and a quick season it's um and it's it's not officially numbered it's it's um chapter four season og like it's not season five it's not like it's just season og um but it's the old map it is going back from like chapter one so again we're on chapter four uh this is going back to 2018 i want to say chapter one season five is wow. the map that they stole this from uh, for, from the start. And they've been adding to it. So every single week, this is a f- only a four-week season, which is crazy. Um, the Battle Pass only has 50 tiers rather than 100. Everything is just quick, 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 ready to go. Um, but they brought back all the old POIs, uh, Tilted Towers, um, like all that kind of stuff. Everything's back. They brought back the old weapons, hunting rifles, regular assault pump shotguns all that kind of stuff they brought back uh the grappler the boogie bombs even the old vehicles the all-terrain cart the shopping cart is back kevin the cube is floating over loot lake if any of this makes sense to you um let's play around hit me up but uh basically for anyone that all of that just like is going straight over your head basically they just took everything back from 2018 and they're just giving it to all us players who've been playing the game since then or before so i've been wearing all my old skins from back in those days like all the stuff that like new players just don't have like you can't get this stuff so i've been playing those like super rare skins that you can't get um which has been fun because people will hunt you the hell down if they think you've been playing since like you know chapter or like season one you know uh season two season three whatever like it's just it's crazy um so we're we're coming in this week i think uh season seven or eight is coming um or maybe seven and eight on november 16th Uh, and that's going to bring planes and if anyone's been listening to this show for a while they know how much i love planes in Fortnite or flying in any kind of game. So planes are just deadly in Fortnite. And, uh, and I, I just, I love them so much. Um, and then finally, this whole season is coming to a close with uh, season nine and 10, which um, they're, they're kind of like remixing old events and like changing things around. So it's, it's almost like they're messing like we've gone back in time and they're messing with time, but every time they do something kind of changes. So it looks the same as it did, but some things are different. And I'm guessing that's leading up to one of two things. I'm guessing it's uh, either a, most likely a brand new map, potentially with some of the POIs kind of mixed in from the old map and some stuff that way that's you know kind of a mix of old and new. Or I'm guessing this might be a new mode in Fortnite, it's permanently sticking around kind of mode so we have zero build we have regular Fortnite. we have all these creator controlled things i'm guessing Fortnite og just sticks around 
as another thing. So here's the new map. Here's all the cool stuff. Here's this, here's that. Here's, you know, the OG map. Here's Fortnite OG. You want to play it this way. You can play it that way and, and, you know, earn some points or whatever. Um, I'm, I'm hoping it sticks around cause it's, it's a lot of fun. The map is simplified. A lot of the stuff is, is really simplified, you know, like traversal and all that kind of stuff is, um, it was just kind of a simpler time back then, right? Like there wasn't as much to it. Um, so it's, 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 um, yeah, it's, it's really neat. It's such a great throwback and I've been having just a ton of fun with it, with it, with my, uh, my friends that I played with back in those days, my nephew's really enjoying it. And, uh, and I just, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward every single day. They change up the item shop and I always, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying even checking that cause they're doing like remixes or new takes on old skins kind of thing. Like it's, it's, it's a really, really cool throwback for anyone that's been playing this game for a while. So, uh, if you haven't checked out Fortnite OG, if you haven't played Fortnite in a long time, if you played back in the day, you're going to love this. So again, hit me up jump in a squad let's play some Fortnite og before it goes away at the end of the month um it's it's been a ton of fun it's like wow classic i mean that's what they did yeah that's wow and, and it's funny because now wow is getting classic is getting to the point where they did uh cataclysm which is basically reshaped and it's people are like mm-hmm. well we don't want that. We just want to keep playing the old things. I'm <laughs> just, like, yeah. it's so weird. I mean, I, Destiny's wow, never classic, done that. Classic. Like, I know Destiny yeah. has struggled because people want to play it the way it used to be. And mm-hmm. for a large point, Destiny, you can't access the old things anymore. So I yeah. think there's a lot of, like you said, I mean, Destiny goes back to 2014. Uh, Fortnite goes back to, you know, 2018, 2017, whatever. So it's uh, 17, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, WoW goes backfire. It's like, it's kind of interesting because you worry about these live service games. They're always changing, so you never get to relive what you may have enjoyed. So I know a lot of people are excited about the old Call of Duty maps coming back online, too. And so I don't know. I think there's an audience that people are getting nostalgic for things that aren't that old, but are gone. So... And that's like you, like the proof is in the pudding. And that's why I'm thinking like, if it doesn't come back at the end of this season, like I think Fortnite OG is going to be coming back because they've had mm-hmm. their, like you, you see reports of like, they had their busiest day ever. Wow. Yeah. 44 million people. Think, or something think like about that. that. Like their that's busiest crazy. ever, ever. I'm not the, like, not, not that's big, without like, mobile events. Now, right? Yeah. Right. Like that's, and that's not counting like the big events. That's including all of these things that have not happened. Travis like, Scott having a concert. <laughs> right. Like Travis Scott, Ariana Grande, Marshmallow, yeah. like all these people, all these events, like the monster versus the mech, like yeah. these big, big events that were like crashing their servers back in the day. And they had their biggest of like their biggest day ever. And no major a weekends ago. Yeah, no major characters launching. It's outside yeah, this of Halloween, like a, right? Yeah. yeah, it's not. It's not a, a Marvel season. It's not like what. Like it's just. Yeah, it's just Fortnite OG. They just brought the old map back, and forty-four million freaking people tried to play on one day. That's insane, and it, like it, it's constant. Like they they keep having these. Like maybe not that record number, but like this is the most played season, ever. And it's, it's like, if, okay, you guys got to, someone at Fortnite's going to, has to have that same idea of like, guys, we got to keep this around. 
this has to be our, our wow classic. Like it's crazy. Fortnite keeps succeeding and people think they can make a game like that. And they're just, uh, it's like chasing waterfalls. Yeah. Don't go chasing waterfalls. TLC didn't lie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Todd, what have you been playing? Well, I beat Spider-Man two. Um, it was the game I couldn't stop playing. I had other games to play, of course, in games I am enjoying heavily, like Ellen Wake 2 and uh, Super Mario Wonder. My son's going to kill me if I don't finally play cyber, uh, uh, Cyberpunk. So, um, yeah, I just couldn't stop playing Spider-Man 2. Um, I mentioned this on Secret Friends Unite. I kind of broke the rules of no video game talk because I mentioned the story specifically, not the gameplay, just the story mm. of Spider-Man 2. In the Spider-Man games, Miles Morales, I think it's one of the best spider-man stories that has ever been shown maybe spider-verse is better but i think you know it's up there with the mcu movies with spider-man it's up there with animated things i think it's phenomenal i love it um i love how they've captured both peter and miles and all of the characters and they've remixed so many things that you're so familiar with you know mm. venom i like their take on venom it's really good it's probably the best take on venom outside of the original comic book origin. It's wonderful. Wow. Um, wow. They did a great job with Craven, and they did some things with Craven I didn't think they were going to. And one thing I'm like, wow, didn't expect that. That was pretty horrific. Um, it's great. I, I really love it. I love the side missions in this game. Um, I think in the great thing about it, what they do, Mark, is they have like side missions and, and some characters brought in. If you don't play them, you're actually missing a, a big holistic storyline which i think is phenomenal it's not just doing like getting bibs and bobs extra stuff for your suit powering up your thing there's actually a cool storyline uh for each bit there's a thing with and i don't want to give too much away but um the big theme of this game is redemption in a lot of extent for former villains the nemesis which is great which i really enjoyed because i think they they needed to cover that um a lot of growth for miles and uh it's very fun to see some of those relationships. Same thing with Peter and Mary Jane. Um, mm. I learned about um, New York music culture in this game. There was like a scene where they're opening like his mom and the uh, she's she's obviously you know uh, official for the state of for for the city of New York, and they're opening a uh, culture museum. It's all about music, and there's a, there's there's this mission where you have to get Charlie Parker's saxophone back, Mark. I mean. How crazy is that? The combat is amazing. The uh, the skill tree is awesome. The suits are crazy. I mean, there's the the one suit I'm missing is like the animated suit from like the 60s where it's self shaded. That was that was amazing. They didn't bring that one back, but they brought in some other weird ones which are just crazy to see. Oh, I thought you meant like you didn't get it yet. You were missing, so they didn't. Well, it might be there. That's true. No, I like unlocked like 50 suits each, Mm. so there's still more. There's like there's like almost 120, and there's also four variations of color. So every suit, like you can lock like a different shaders for every colors. It's crazy. I mean, every suit has four variations, which is just insane. Um, And I love it. I I think it's phenomenal. Um, Yeah. So, so satisfying the side missions, what you're doing, the traversal, the, it has the best fast travel I've ever experienced in a game. Mark, like you pinpoint on the map in, in the past Spider-Man's game, you rolled the subway and it would Mm -hmm. take you there. 
it had like an interstitial because it wasn't on an SSD. Yeah. So it was still like, it was fast, but you're still, but those scenes were fun. This one, you just drop the, the pin on where you want to go. And as long as you unlock the area, I mean, literally in one second, you're flying in the city at that specific point. It's like seamless. Wow. And it's really cool because you also have seamless swapping between Peter and Miles. If there's a specific mission for Miles or Peter, just says, oh, switch to Peter. Boom, you're done. You're back there and you're cool. into it. Um, it's really, I mean, Insomniac, you know, with Ratchet and Clank and these games. Um, it's funny. Someone mentioned with Insomniac, they have made, if you count Miles Morales being kind of a cross-gen game, they have now made four games for miles spider-man 2 oh uh, if i count spider the original spider-man since 2018 hmm. they've made four games <laughs> ratchet and clank wow. spider-man miles spider-man 2 they have wolverine coming i mean they are a gem of a studio that doesn't lax on quality and uh yeah i mean i love it so I do have one question for you based on something you said. Yeah. Uh, you said you didn't expect Craven to do something that, and, and it was, it, it was brutal uh, without giving away too much. If you don't want to do spoilers and I don't care if you do say a spoiler personally, but just warn people that are listening if, if you want to. Um, but I will say with, with the Spider-Man license, uh, <laughs> I'll use this in context with great power comes great responsibility. And uh, I'm thinking specifically of my nephews who played the first Spider-Man game when that first came out on kitty mode or story mode or whatever the heck that was. Right. And it was, you know, for the most part, just kind of a cool Spider-Man game. I don't remember there being anything that disturbing, brutal, mature in that game right where it would cause them to not be able to enjoy this as like fans of spider-man is this game in that same bracket of something that can be enjoyed by someone under 13 someone under 18 like what's what's the cutoff with this how how brutal is it because i know they're saying like wolverine's going to be a mature game are they what yeah what what direction because uh, we're, we're, it's not like we're getting other spider-man games that are for kids right now um no. is a kid that's gonna see this for christmas or something gonna be like cool mommy yeah it's awesome oh um this craven guy just like slit the rhino's throat and put his head up on a wall like what's go- what's going on here what's like how what's the maturity yeah. level are they so are they kinda... the, the rating is teen so okay Okay. That is, and I'm just looking here, blood drug reference. I'm just looking at ESRB. <laughs> blood drug reference, mild violence and language, or mild language and violence. So I don't know much swearing. Maybe it's just, you know, your basic stuff that, you know, you can do in a PG-13 film. No, no, there's no like one F-bomb drop, Mark, like your favorite. <laughs> okay. There's not that in here. Um, but what I would say, it's it's a moment that happens in a cutscene that... You don't see it happen, but it's Mm. so effective. It's almost like in your brain, you can imagine it. So it's that type of, but yes, I would say this one is not like Spidey and his amazing friends on Disney plus. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's, 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 I would say if you know your kid and they are like good with like PG 13, you're fine. Like an eight year old can handle some stuff. 
Logan was weird about certain things. Like he didn't like stressful moments, but he didn't, things didn't really scare him, but stressful things freaked him out. Um, so I would say your mileage may vary with your kid. Know your kid. But um, like I would think of like Sean's son, Henry, you know, he's on that cusp. He's not a he's not a yeah. teen yet. He's a tween. And I think he could handle it. I mean, he plays he plays Halo. He plays stuff like that. So, I mean, I think right. he's good. But yeah, I wouldn't show Finn like this game. Yeah, no, I, mean, it's, it's, Spidey, it's, it's, Spidey. Yeah, I, I, I was. I was thinking more for Henry's kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. this take on Venom is absolutely like scary. I mean, it's it's really effective. Um, And the story with you know, you've seen it where Peter gets a suit, but I I will say there's more to it than that. Um, And when I saw started seeing like things on Twitter, like oh. Peter's stepping down, or Peter, Peter, or Miles is going to be the new Spider-Man going forward. I'm like, shit, what happened? I, and I hadn't beat the game, mm. yet, so I'm like, I didn't know what they meant. So now I know what they meant. So I'm good to go with that. Um, but yeah, I, I mm. cannot recommend this game high enough. I love it, and it's rec- it's actually nominated for a Game Award. And I went through it. I'm pretty much. I mean, I could go back and clean up some stuff, but things I left behind were the missions I didn't enjoy. It's like the yeah chase missions which i hate chase missions i i think i'm good if they do bring in dlc um there is new game plus after i mean you can do that and then you can also clean up after the game which is fine but i, I think i got my i think i was like 87 percent complete so i got my money out of this game yeah that's great yeah. cool um and then i uh, talk about a game that's not for kids that's alan wake too mark holy cow this game is I'm finally I finally found Alan Wake, but the 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 first boss encounter I would say it's anxiety. I mean, you'll get anxiety because you're in an enclosed space and you've mm. got this enemy that um, at first I'm like I don't know if I'm doing this right because I feel like I'm gonna run out of ammo and then I have no way to defend myself or take down this boss. So I'm like, what the heck am I gonna do? Well. It accounts for that, I think. And I didn't adjust the difficulty down. I'm like, I'm going to man up. I'm going to get through this, uh, you know, and I did. But it was scary. I mean, this game is far scarier than the original Alan Wake. And what they also do in this Alan Wake game is um, it's parsed between the two characters. Saga, who's the FBI agent, which is pretty cool. She's like investigating the crime, trying to figure out what's going on. Um, And it's really nice. I really like that, like, profiler fbi thing and then alan week gets brought in and there's this really weird thing mark where he's part of like a talk show where he's a guest on the show and it converts to live action so like the actor who plays alan wake which you see his you know digital version mm-hmm. it looks exactly like i mean like is that wow. the digital version and he's being interviewed by this one host and it's really funky. And then they've got a character. This is how deep it gets. So Ellen, Ellen Wake was writing a novel about this detective named Alex Casey, which is the actor, Sam Lake, who played Max Payne. Alex Casey is in this game. He's like, yeah, you named your character the same name as I have. So <laughs> Sam Lake is Alex Casey. <laughs> He's also in this game. <laughs> It's it's so like mind blowing and it gets deep into like the layers and some of the imagery mark it like I'm like I'm playing on my PC. So my my monitors, I'm only like two feet away from it. I'm not used to that. 
you know, when I usually play scary games, they're way like five feet away, six feet. So it's <laughs> you really got some running distance. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I feel like I have to sit back because I'm like, this is too intense. And I'm like, wow, I feel it. This game is really intense. And people talk about this game is far scarier. Um, the combat's similar, but um, I think they add some things that make it a little bit more challenging. And um, I'm really impressed. I hope I can beat this before game of the year is, you know, when we do our determination. We have till mm. the end of the year to play all our games, yeah. which is great. We've got time. But um, I'm, I'm enjoying this because I do want to dip in. I want to finish Mario Wonder. I want to play some uh, Mario RPG. But yeah, I'm going to finish this up. And uh, I just, I got, I'm in. Yeah. I got some bad news for Mario RPG this uh, tonight, tonight, actually, uh, this evening. Um, I am not going to be playing that one. I might be playing it before the end of the year, but I've been told not to buy that one. Oh, oh, what does that mean, Mark? That means that my mother found something that I want that isn't $450 smart Ray-Bans. And she's like, don't buy that. Please don't buy that. I need so an idea wait, for you for a gift. So wait six weeks. That's it. Don't get to <laughs> play what you want. <laughs> I'll get it for free uh, from my my dear darling mother. I'm, uh, by the sounds of it, she was like, She's like, is there any games? I was like, well, there's one coming out in a, like a week or two. And I was like, I can't wait to play that one. And she's like, don't buy it. I was like, crap. Okay, I put fine. RoboCop on my list. <laughs> <laughs> See, I should have done something like that, like a little bit. Some something like I kind of want to play, yeah. but not like, you know. But you can like, wait. Yeah. I stupidly said Super Mario RPG, and she was like, do not buy it. You're not allowed. Yeah, that's like the uh, last big like, game of the year. Oh, that and Avatar. Could yeah, have put Avatar. See Avatar. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah, and I'm hoping that you know Ubisoft might hook us up with Avatar. We'll see. Hmm. Um, oh, that would be cool. But uh, yeah, I mean, like I got you know that's how I got a, a Mirage. Um, yeah, and I that's Far Cry Six. So yeah. yeah, yeah, and we yeah. got that with uh, our friends when we played our game of the year a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anyway, yeah. So that's that's my good news, bad news about Super Mario RPG. Is it might not make my game of the year playlist unless I can really drive through it over the holidays. We'll see. See, well, yeah, we got some time. <laughs> no yeah. stress, no stress. Um, I did want to say I did get Call of Duty in the mail, so I'm gonna check out the campaign for that. I have heard less than positive things. Apparently, this game yeah. they only gave them 16 months to develop it. Not crazy. Good. Yeah, no. so we'll see how that goes. I always like it. it's a roller coaster ride. It's fun. I don't do the multiplayer. Although if there's zombies, I'll try the zombies. Oh well. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, with that though, Mark, let's get into some news. Um, the first news story is the Game Awards, which is coming up the first week of December. Which uh, apparently, that it's a fifty-fifty chance, Mark, that the Grand Theft Auto next Grand Theft Auto game will actually be announced in a trailer will be shown. I don't know. Ooh. It could be it here or they could just have their own event right before the game awards and say, screw you, Jeff Keighley. I don't know. They can do whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah. That's one series that can really just do whatever they want whenever they want to. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. So that, um, the game awards, yeah. I mean, it's probably the premier awards and gaming at this point there's the baftas overseas um other game awards exist the gdc's things like that with the game developers but this is kind of like the one for everyone this is the i don't know if call it the oscars of games maybe it's the emmys of games the people choice awards i don't know uh 
but it's it's big. 120 critics are involved in this. They they select the nominees, uh, and then they choose. Jeff Keeley does not actually get involved with the actual selection. He just lets it go. He's the host, and and, and I appreciate that. Uh, there's lots of categories yeah. in this mark. Um, but a couple key takeaways I wanted to give you um, is mm-hmm. streaming. It's no longer on Spike TV. <laughs> <laughs> sorry spike tv i don't know if you exist anymore spike uh, tv that's a throwback man i don't I think that know. network exists yeah with the yeah, with the shit quattro man or whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> some crazy things some weird host too Come joel along. McHale. yeah bring joel McHale back uh yeah um yeah. but uh the funny part was the the most nominated publishers nintendo mm. 15 nominations playstation 13 10 nominations for Xbox's studios, um, which they include Blizzard now. It just happened. Um, Epic Games, nine nominations. Eight nominations for Capcom, Larian, Square Enix. uh, Six nominations for EA and four nominations for CD Projekt Red and Riot Games. And then the most nominated games, eight nominations for Alan Wake 2 and Baldur's Gate 3. Seven nominations for Marvel Spider-Man 2. Five nominations for Hi-Fi Rush. That's great news for a small game that, you know, had yeah. not been talked about before the, the year began. Uh, Super Mario Wonder and uh, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom both got five nominations. That's why. Wild. 15. Um, four nominations for Cyberpunk 2077, which is, that's impressive too for a game that people just wanted to kill. It's, it's back because of their expansion. Uh, Final Fantasy 16. Three nominations for Resident Evil 4 and Street Fighter 6. Um, if you noticed, Mark, there were just too many good games this year because there's a lot of games yeah. that are just not even on this list. And this is just the most nominated. It's not every category. Um, mm-hmm. It's pretty impressive. So let's, I, I do, I do want to pause for a second and talk about the Game of the Year nominees. And that's the only one, like, we can go through the rest of these later, but like the Game of the Year nominees, um, just kind of highlight exactly what you just said, which is Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4 Remake, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, and Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, holy crap, what a year. I do have to laugh a little bit at Super Mario Brothers Wonder just because, what is it, like three months ago we didn't know this damn game even existed? Like Tears of the Kingdom we've known spider-man 2 we've known like so many of these games were so like long in development and long awaited and like just feverishly just anticipated by fans was that announced at their like june show or when was uh, it yeah it like i'm taught like very recently i know it's like i yeah i mean it surprised everyone we saw it i can't remember which show it was it was at a uh, like an off-season Nintendo Direct? June 21st is the Super okay. Mario Brothers Wonder official announcement trailer on YouTube. Someone wants to double fact-check me. That is a very, that very quick sense. Google search. That was like, like, are they going to be at E3? And, and Nintendo's like quiet and then like a week after E3. Hey, we're having an event. <laughs> like, like June. They announced this game in June. It just came out and it's Game of the Year nominated. Perfect. Love it. Come on. I want more of those. I want more of those. <laughs> like we waited six years for Tears of the Kingdom. Yep. And like not even six months for Super Mario Wonder. Nope. Uh just just wild. But it's a phenomenal game. So I can't even argue that it should be on this list, but it just makes me laugh. So Mark, looking at this list. Yep. 
Is there anything you feel like, wow, that should have been on there? Mm. For me, this is a very personal one for me, but I also feel like they kind of improved every aspect of this and it was a phenomenal game and that would be Jedi Survivor. Oh. Um, I thought that was, yeah, I really thought that was a, a big step up story-wise, gameplay-wise. I thought that was an amazing game. Um, yeah, that'd be about the, the, that'd be the biggest one for me would be, um, would be that. I mean, you could, yeah, you could keep going with kitty games. Like I thought Pikmin was amazing, but I'm sure that would be more like in the family game categories and stuff like that. Like, I don't know if that's game of the year kind of thing, but like it grabbed me a whole lot. Um, trying to think of like specific to this year, what else I'm missing, but like, yeah, I, that's going to be the big one for me is, is Jedi. What about yourself? You know, it's, it's interesting because, I think outside of Baldur's Gate 3, mm -hmm. I will have played all of these games, which makes me feel pretty good. Amazing. Like I could taste them. Yeah. Right? And I'm really curious about Baldur's Gate 3. I'm like, oh, I don't like turn-based games really. And, you know, those deep games where there's a lot of text and small characters on screen and too much choice. I don't know, but I, I'd mm -hmm. love to try it out. Um, you know, so a couple of surprises, I would say. Starfield, not really... I think it it's only nominated yeah. for one award. Um, wow. You know, the Dead Space game, the, that remake got really lauded, and it was perfectly awesome, but mm -hmm. maybe just not enough new, whereas like RE4 got on there, which I, which I played. Um, but yeah, those would probably be the ones that I would call out. I mean, Final Fantasy sixteen, I liked it, but I knew it had faults, and it wasn't for everybody. So I'm not mm -hmm. surprised it's not on that list. But as I go through the rest of the games, I think, you know, I, I think I think they got it right. I mean, it's a hard yeah. the one that the one that made me laugh, Mark, was best indie game. And people have called this out on Twitter. Dave the Diver is published by Nexon, which is one of the biggest publishers in the world. <laughs> people didn't realize that it's like an indie. It's it's a small studio. It's like the EA, uh, their indie thing but mm, it's still ea yeah, yeah. funding it and everything so people are like it's not an indie game <laughs> they're all calling it out I'm like well, okay oh. well so so the the yeah but like i know like so for one of those like ea games mm -hmm. like one of them was made by zoink if i'm not mistaken yes. wasn't it like so like that it was well still... like yarny uh yeah, there was a couple other. I think. I think you know, like they they were they were still developed. It, it it's still an indie studio. If there's like a big publisher saying like, please take some money so you don't have to worry about keeping the lights on while you make this artsy kind of game. Like, I still think if it's an indie studio, if it's backed by some big money, that just means the studio can relax a little bit. Like, I th you know what I mean? Like, I th I think it's, I think it's still indie. I I get where. I get what people are saying, but like, calm down. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I think that somebody made a good point. We just need to really rename the, like a category, like best small game, maybe. 
where it's like just like under, yeah. under 10 developers or 10 staff or something. Cause you get right. so many of these awesome games, like one person was behind it. Yeah. I can't remember the one game that was, was it Tunic that had one developer? Uh, yeah. Tunic was one dude. Yeah. Pretty so much. Maybe that's what we need yeah. to do. Best small game, regardless of who is funding it. I mean, the, yeah. the, the achievement of doing something awesome, despite all the odds is pretty mm. amazing. I mean, let's say um so yeah i just thought that was funny because people are getting into it i'm like oh yeah i mean so we'll see how that one shakes out but um yeah it's gonna be an interesting year i mean there's a lot of great games and, and people are saying this is like the best year in games i don't know if that's true or not but i mean very I rarely do you get uh what uh a uh, uh, mario and uh, like a mainline mario and zelda game yeah. Very rarely do you get a Spider-Man type, you know, AAA game. Very, rarely have you seen Xbox, Nintendo, and um, Sony all put mm -hmm. out huge games in a same year. So that's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we'll get like, you know, the, the, the you know, the fun part about the Game Awards is people complain because it's going to be a lot of trailers, probably not enough time for the nominees um somebody's gonna come on stage do something dumb uh and hopefully we'll get some good performances and some goofy things and and we'll find out some awesome games for 2024 hey secret friends unite let me tell you about zencaster we use them for our show and now they're supporting us zencaster is now the all-in-one solution making podcasting easy it's the ultimate web-based podcasting solution provides high-quality audio and video podcast production and hosting. With a full suite of professional tools, podcasters can seamlessly record, produce, and publish studio-quality content all from one dashboard. Being a creator has never been easier. And we chose Zencaster because of the ease of use. Uh, high-quality output, and we it makes it super easy for our guests to come on uh we had multiple solutions we tried before and zencaster has just been the best fit for us why zencaster it's now super easy to record a podcast with zencaster log in using your browser and start recording a high quality podcast right away record studio quality sounds and up to 4k video with your guests feel a sense of zen knowing zencaster's multi-layered backups ensure you always have your recordings in the highest quality even if the connection is unstable have you ever worried what you sound like Zencaster's post-production process makes you sound buttery smooth. It automatically removes those ums and ahs in your recording. It removes those awkward pauses in conversation, too. Set the right podcast loudness and levels while reducing background noise with the click of a button. So if you're interested in making an easy, high-quality podcast just with the click of a browser button, go to Zencaster.com slash SFU and use our code SFU you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experience I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. Now back to the show. Yeah. So Mark, this is really the, where the rubber hits the road. This is it, Mark. This is the part of the show where we transition to the Zelda movie cast. That's that's it. That's what it is. Everything else is geared towards Zelda from now on. That's right. That's right. So um, I think at this point, where were you when you heard about the news? When <laughs> Miyamoto said, my friend Avi Arad and I are making a <laughs> Zelda game. <laughs> it's uh, so bizarre. I was, 
I was thinking I was being punked is where I was. I was waiting for Ashton Kutcher to come out of a closet and slap me for getting my hopes up that this was real. But like, what the hell? Just a random announcement of just like a, like, what was this? A tweet or something? Like it was just like the stupidest freaking thing. Like I saw it was on like Instagram when I saw it, I was scrolling through and I think it was from IGN. Otherwise I'd be like, Oh, he's some clickbait bullshit. But it was like an IGN thing saying like, this is legit. It's happening. Zelda live action. Like what? What? (laughs) And then I fact checked it on several things because I still thought IGN was being like, oh, you guys are just silly. It's not April Fool's. It's November. You know, like it was just what? I I don't even know. It's it's very bizarre because – Everything we thought was going to happen with The Legend of Zelda. We, we, we've heard the rumors because Super Mario Brothers, uh, the movie is huge. $1.3 billion. It's huge. Nintendo's, you know, got a theme park. It's embracing the cross-media elements of its franchises. It's like, oh, what's going to happen next? Oh, we're probably going to get a Universal Studios animated film with The Legend of Zelda or another property, maybe Pikmin or whatever, Animal Crossing. And that's what's going to happen. That's what they're going to do. They're going to partner with Universal. They pivoted and said, no, we're going to partner with our friends over at Sony, our deathly rivals. Um, Avi Arad, who has made, you know, brought Spider-Man to the silver screen, but also was, you know, made the Uncharted movie happen, also made Venom and Morbius. So a mixed bag at best. (laughs) yeah uh uh, nintendo is uh funding they said they're like the majority funder of this um they are uh sony's gonna handle basically the production and distribution of this film so maybe it makes sense because universal when it comes to their live action uh i'm trying to think like jurassic park fast and furious i mean i don't know if that makes me feel better they would give live action to universal with those properties. I don't know. Well, I mean, if you're looking for box office totals, I think I probably still would have stuck with universal. You want Vin, Vin um, Diesel as uh, Gannon. Okay. I'm not saying casting wise, <laughs> uh, but I have, okay. Uh, or, know, or um, better than Marky Mark. I don't I, like, I think, true. you know, true. um, um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, because I mean, like, like you, you just said it enough. Like the, you know, they've had success with with Spider Man, and then I like the Venom movies for what they are, but like they're not good. You know what I mean? Like they're no, they're a no. throwback. The first one was a bad. B movie. If they yeah. said I'm making a B movie, I totally get it. Second movie, I'm like, I don't think they're even thinking they're making B movies anymore. I think they're just like, we're getting money and we'll make something for you. Yeah. And then I, I still haven't seen Morbius, but any clip or thing I've ever heard from it is just horrendous. I will. Um, I will. I will I'm, I'm probably the only apologist for Morbius, Mark. I think the first half of the movie isn't bad. It's when okay. they go full in like, oh, we're a superhero film. And they're like, mm. it just goes off the rails. It's like the, you got you got Matt Smith doing a weird dance and. Yeah, it's bad. It, it it gets really bad after that. Which apparently he'll deny 
if you ask him about it right now, because oh, really? I know someone <laughs> who had major. the opportunity to ask him about that, and it was yeah. It was what do you mean? I don't. I don't know. Yeah. So, um, uh, so the director is going to be West Ball. He has done uh, the Maze Runner films, which I know that it's a it's a mixed bag of like those teen YA films. He also is directing the Kingdom of the Planet Apes, which movies which is coming out that looks pretty good, and it's part of that, yep. that that Planet of the Apes series that launched at fox um it's being written uh by Derek connelly who wrote kong skull island which i really loved jurassic world and detective pikachu um and he also worked on a first draft which would become star wars the rise of skywalker with colin tevro trevro um okay. which is titled star wars duel of fate so i don't know if you know any of that i was I don't gonna know say Tavros, uh, was really really a cool yeah. draft yeah okay we worked on and that. then okay. Uh, right. okay. Avi Arad is is um, producing this, but I think he's part and parcel with Sony though. When he like yeah. does, they, he's like the guy that adapts things. Um, yeah, hmm. um, and then uh, yeah. Uh, so with that, and that's about all we know. So that's where we're going, Mark. So no date, no nothing else, no idea of where they are uh, inspired. But Miyamoto mm-hmm. said. Nintendo is full on involved. This is not going to be like their past live action things where, or their cartoon stuff where Nintendo wasn't an active participant in it. So I don't know. Um, I don't know what to think. Yeah. I, that, that one particular line makes me less anxious after seeing the Mario movie, knowing how hands-on they were with that one. Uh, I, I'm, I'm slightly less anxious for this one because Nintendo's not going to mess around. They're not going to give this, they're not going to let some focus group in Hollywood or something say like, yeah, Link has to have a sword for a hand and, uh, you know, uh, he has to have a, a machine gun for the other hand. Um, because you know, like men like machine much, guns. And, this is, and he lost his yeah, wife in the war. <laughs> Yeah, Beetle just follows him around, giving him energy drinks. Because uh, this movie movie's also sponsored by Monster. Uh, so I, you know, like there's, I think Nintendo's Nintendo knows they have to keep these movies on track. They know they have to keep their characters uh, sacred, for lack of a better term, or whatever. You know, like they, they yeah, I, I, I think. I think I have some faith that this is still going to be good. Although like there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff to be <laughs> like, just like who he's directed, what he's written, what he's, this is who's produced what, like, it's just, it's some weird stuff, but I, I have, I, I have high hopes that, that they're going to do it right. Mark, I'm the fantasy guy. That's my genre. Yep. I love fantasy to pieces. The fact that we ever had any decent fantasy films mm. or live action TV series is always a surprise to me because it's typically done poorly. Uh, goofy, over the top tropes. Uh, Look to the Willow series on Disney Plus. Horrible. Um, not good. And I was so hopeful because I'm like, oh, they're going to be able to do it right. But they didn't because it was on the cheap. It looked cheap. They had some weird mixed mixed uh, production values. So I am curious because what I don't know about Miyamoto is when he originally thought of The Legend of Zelda, like did he have 
what specifically inspired him from a fantasy lens? Was it Lord of the Rings? Was it something else? Because there wasn't really a lot of touchstones of fantasy work at the time, um, Mm -hmm. back in the early 80s. I mean, uh, there was Excalibur, King Arthur, things like that. I mean, and there was like movies like Dragon, uh, Dragon Slayer, things like that. And so I'm thinking, Mm -hmm. is he like, so what is tone does he want to go with? Does he want to go with like uh, uh, Game of Thrones? Does he want to go with Lord of the Rings? Does he uh, even the Wheel of Time series on uh, Amazon Prime? I think it's really good. But it's once again, these are all like more mature, like I would say hard fantasy. I don't know a lot of like light fantasy, which is really good. So that's where I'm like, I'm like concerned. I'm like, I don't know where they need to go. But, and someone brought up this actually the Hobbit, which is a light fantasy book. Mm. And that feels like it's more of the tone of Zelda where it's light. You've got like, you know, hobbits that are light. They're goofy. They like to eat and things like that. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking, well, maybe that would be the tone with, with the Peter Jackson Hobbit films, which people didn't love, but I thought those were a lighter touch. Uh, Martin Freeman was great and it had a goofy tone and you could play with, like Radagaster and, and things like that. So I don't know. I mean, and I will say this. I don't think Peter, people thought Peter Jackson would make the Lord of the Rings based on his past films. His previous yeah. films to that were all like horror, gross, gross out films. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's why I'm getting ready to give the, the, the director some, some love, like the, 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 uh, the Russo brothers who made Avengers. I was just going to say that they is, made yeah. like a community episode. So yeah. I, I, I don't think you'd say, Oh, they made that. So they're going to do that. Or, Oh, they're going to bring in Tom Holland. I just, I don't want to subscribe to like, because of this, you can just equate to that. Um, although yeah. did, you, did you see the, the fact that they released the new Garfield trailer and we've got our Chris new Pratt. Garfield. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. yeah, I did. Can, can we just tell Chris Pratt don't do animated voices anymore? <laughs> stop please play your head you mean his own voice um i i mean my first thought when i saw sony and who was producing this i did think tom holland though just because of both spider-man and uncharted like if you want a big hollywood name attached to this in some way tom holland's got the link look he's got the uh action chops he's athletic he's a good actor he's very well known and gets along well with the studios and can can kind of lead a franchise i i hate to be on the tom holland like cat because i would love actually link to be like relatively unknown um i saw someone and I can't remember. I, I wish I, I remembered who or where I saw this. Um, the, the, someone pitched uh, Link as being more of a, a, like a, a Native American casting kind of thing, um, which would especially be interesting as someone charged with protecting, if they go the kind of knight route, um, you know, charged with protecting this princess who would you know be more of like the british royal kind of thing and then there's you know so there's real world kind of um class history uh or or, or racial history um in those castings as well that could kind of be uh even subtextually explored uh within that pairing so i thought that was super super interesting and i really wish i remember where i read that um but 
you know, I, so as much as I'd love something like that to happen, I think we also have to realistically look at like, this is the studio and the, the, or not, not maybe not the studio, but this is the company that cast Chris Pratt as, as the voice of Mario. And, um, specifically for like that star power appeal and, um, yeah, Tom Holland's got to be top of those lists. If you're looking at it in that, that way. Yeah. I, I, and I saw a note about, uh, the director said something about if we're going to make a legend and this is like back in 2013, he's like, Oh, if we're going to make, if I'm going to make, if I ever would make a legend of Zelda, which is funny. Cause it's like you go back and like, Oh, we actually, said if i ever made a legend of zelda movie i would want to be inspired by motion capture like avatar which mm. for certain things i guess it would make sense if you're doing like the goron and things like that yeah. I mean, oh, absolutely. real actors things like that even like the like zora i mean uh you think of those characters and they could do um i was thinking mark this is i don't know just watching timothy chalamet on snl he is a very <laughs> pretty man, but he's young. Yeah. He looks victory. I think he would be a hell of a link because I yep. think he plays young, uh, which mm-hmm. I know and I, people say, oh, it has to be a 14 year old. Like, have you seen a 14 year old before? They are little and tiny and <laughs> I don't think it works. I think you go like well, a 19 year old, right? Yeah. Do you ever see that picture of... Um... The, the the two leads from the hunger games um oh, what's yeah. her name and the other guy um, yeah, Jennifer, but it was pictures but, yeah. of them Peta when and... they're actually yeah so like in the yeah. books or whatever they're like 14 15 or something like that and when they actually filmed it they were in their 20s yeah. and it was like here's these 20 year olds playing like these 15 year olds and it, it but it showed two pictures of like here are these leads when they were actually the appropriate age and it was like those are just children killing each other and i was like yes. that's the effing point of the book but like exactly. the movie didn't really you know like you get it a little bit but like not as bad as that would but like, very rarely so do you get that's kind of your point yeah. yeah very rarely do you get like younger people playing younger people you get people that yeah. look young and they can play it yeah. i mean toby mcguire was like 85 when he played peter parker <laughs> We're, we're watching uh dairy girls on netflix oh, right now yeah and uh great show but like two of the high school girls are my wife's age and uh you know that's like pretty close to my age and i'm like they ain't in high school anymore oh. like just you know like nope uh it's just uh, like well, just is what it is um, it's like gen v one of the main characters in gen v he was just on like he was on sabrina the teen uh, the sabrina show and he's on it now he's supposed to be like a, a college junior and i'm like uh he's probably like 29 30 and he's playing <laughs> someone who's 21 so yeah it, it yeah. just it, it doesn't play up but the other person i was thinking like for um zelda was millie bobby brown i mean british Ooh, yeah very good actress and she wants to do yeah. different roles and she actually has a new movie coming out that they showed on netflix called damsel actually she's playing a damsel who basically is the sacrifice to a dragon and she is trying to survive getting eaten by a dragon which I'm like hey that's a that's a kick-ass Zelda we'd like right yeah hell yeah um yeah i'm down for that that's that's some great casting so ganondorf um, do we do ganondorf or ganon do we do a pig monster? Do we do a big, gritty, <laughs> swarthy man with a top knot? Uh, the, the answer is yes. Um, <laughs> a pig with a top knot? I don't know. <laughs> a pig with a top knot. I mean, no, I mean, you get, you know, like, 
and that's the thing. Like, what what story are they going to go? Like, are they going to go right back and tell the first story? So they're going to do Skyward Sword and have you you say Avatar. This guy wants to make an Avatar movie. What's more Avatar than uh, the you know the the Loft Wings as a, a fill in for the the dragon bird yeah. things that they fly off in in Avatar. Um, so I wonder, yeah, but it, it's so that, that I guess it would, but if I'm casting Ganondorf, man, the first one in my mind is Jason Momoa. He's big. Well, he's he's imposing. Batista. Oh, Batista could be good too. Yeah. I mean, if they're going to be made yeah. up anyways, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Momoa, I just, and I instantly thought of him for the hair. You're going to do the hair up. He's just, again, he's that big imposing kind of dude, a little bit of gravitas to him, you know, and he could, he could play it a little bit lighthearted, but also like, you know, charming and that kind of stuff, but like also just really go Carl Drogo on the thing and, and, uh, and, and, you know, just go game of Thrones. Wow. So with that, Mark, I think the last piece is, um, to your point, I mean, you said, which game do you go with? Do you do, yeah. do basically like the Mario movie? That was basically not canon to anything. It was just like all the pieces yeah. of Mario coming together. Um, and I'm trying to think of like any. And I'm think, trying to think of like the most video game movie in this type of setting we had. And that is Warcraft. Did you ever see the Warcraft film? No. So I would say no. it's fairly in, in, and I know far less i mean i remember when that movie came out joe moran came on because he's a huge warcraft fan we talked about it um and he was disappointed but i'm when i when i looked at it i'm like they nailed the orcs they nailed those Mm. things and they kind of blended all of the mythology together into a kind of reasonably uh close story to the mythology um but it still was a tough thing to crack for like the normal audience. It was huge in China, but apparently not. So um, do, do you think there's a right game to adapt? I don't know. Like Mario is so much easy, like so much easier to do a canon reboot because the the story in mario games has never ever mattered but the story in zelda games matters more a little bit at least and there's man i don't know i think because remember when nintendo said like where did all of the guardians go we don't know. They just went away. <laughs> That's why I said sometimes. Uh, sometimes, like, you know, yeah. It's, it's like the Hyrule story is like, which version is it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You um, care? We but don't. They, they've been in. They, they've been more in depth. They've been more uh, more important to the Zelda franchise than than story has been to the Mario franchise, which is giant angry lizard steals princess. Yeah. Uh, it's themes. Fix this. It's themes. It's themes. Yeah. It's, and yeah. Versus uh, like specific hardcore facts. Hmm. So, I personally would gravitate towards more of, I think honestly, a a an ocarina of time. It's the one I think most people associate with Zelda. It's the most, uh, arguably, I think the most well known Zelda. So, like Breath of the Wild. Sure 
whatever, you know, sold um, a lot. I think Tears of the Kingdom's great, but, uh, you know, you were not going to make a movie based out of that first. It would be probably Breath of the Wild. Um, but I'm, I'm thinking from a cinematic point of view from uh, – you had mentioned uh, the the story of Zelda, like where, where inspiration – Miyamoto grabbed inspiration for this from um, his own childhood uh, being a boy. Uh, exploring in the woods, hillsides, um, just letting his own imagination run by, uh, exploring caves and forests and that kind of stuff. Uh, and, you know, probably picking up sticks as swords and, and that kind of stuff that you do when you're a kid. Um, so for, for that kind of vibe, I think the forest, the kokiri kind of stuff in the first part of, of Ocarina of Time could really play well. Uh, and I think you cast a younger kid as Link to start and that's, when you grow up, you get the Tom Holland or the Chalamet or whatever, and you have that second part of the story. So I think from that perspective, I think you could capture a little bit of that whimsy and the first part could be a little lighter. The first part could be, I'll say the Hobbit cross with the Goonies, maybe I don't, like, you know, for that part of yeah. like yeah, I fun exploring yeah. in the woods, a little bit lighter. And then you just have this tone shift of, now it's Tom Holland as a knight with a sword, just ready to go kick some Ganondorf ass. Like, I, I think that's the most entertaining story. I think that's the one I, and, and self-contained, you know, it's not, yeah. um, it's not way, way, way too long. It's, it's, you know, you can, you can kind of run through Ocarina now if you kind of golden path the story pretty movie like I think in, in time. Um, yeah, that'd be, I'd start with Ocarina. What about you? I think you go back to the original Legend of Zelda. I mean, very, I mean, use that a baseline. I mean, it's, it's got the, it's the yeah. elements and you can build around it and add elements of other th- movie or games to it if you want. But I mean, it starts off there. I mean, you know, grab this, you know, you know, you'll need this. It's basically Merlin the Magician giving yeah. him Excalibur right in the beginning of the game. So you could play with elements of that. So that makes me think that it's got some uh, Arthurian legend feels. Um, you've got like some, you know, some a classic villain. You've got Mordred the Magician, things like, like that, which are kind of light into like a big bad. Um, and Morgan Le Fay and, and, you know, so I, I think that's where you could go as a baseline mm. and then go what elements and characters and other things that could lay it out because i want you know one of my favorite games is still wind waker but that's mm. a little complex i think just because you go to it and ganon and and and, and zelda and the relationship and the kingdom is uh, is flooded and that's the biggest mm-hmm. part typically is too it's like oh is it current state or is everybody dead and you're bringing it back so i mean how do you make it a simplified story that isn't too complex yeah. And I, and I think, I think doing wind waker, cause I, I love an adaptation of wind waker, but I think doing wind waker before something like Ocarina, uh, you know, then you have to explain, Oh, like Hyrule was buried in this and whatever. Yeah. And it's like, well, if you do Ocarina first, then you could say, Hey, remember the, the, the place from the last game, yeah. like that place is underwater now. Um, here's this new kingdom and that place still exists. It's just underwater. It's protected by, you know, the, this magic, whatever. And and you can, you know, eventually go there and then you go back and they're like, Oh my God, that's the place from the first movie. Um, so I, I love your, the, the idea of the first game though. 
I love that because it is more Mario esque. Clean. It's clean. You can't, yeah, you can do a lot more. You can have those little, um, like the Mario movie style throwbacks of like, hey, I remember that thing, or hey, you know, so you get someone saying, like, take the, you know, it's it's dangerous to go alone, take this. You get um, moving things, blowing up bombs to reveal passageways. That's it, right? Yeah, I like that. Even have a rap in it, Mark, because you know what? You need a rap. <laughs> the old commercial. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, which probably leads us into, so th- we don't know when this movie's coming out. It's so far away, like me and Noah said, we just want to get it right. So I love the fact that he's involved. That's where his new role is. He's basically making sure his visions of his characters are getting treated well by Hollywood. So love that. Can't wait. But Mark, something I can't wait for, and it's Byron Return. This was your suggestion. So I'm going to leave it in your able hands. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so when, you know, we, we, we knew we were going to talk about the news. We knew we were going to do this for the bonus round. And that's why the, the, the show's all mixed up. It's all confused today, but I think, um, obviously you're figuring that out. Why? Cause we couldn't talk about Zelda movie characters, which is what we're going to be talking about right now before we started talking about the Zelda movie. So the buy rent return is, must have weird Zelda characters in the movie. So who do you want to see? So obviously we're getting Link. We're getting Zelda. We're getting some, probably some form of Ganon, Ganondorf evil representation in there. Um, but then there's some other characters, some weird ones that have maybe appeared in one, two, or several uh Zelda games, but it doesn't make them any less weird. Who do you want to see? We've got Tingle, we've got Beetle, and we've got Navi. So there are options. There's a lot of weird characters in Zelda. I want I want people to throw out if if these three aren't on their list, throw out your weird guy. If it, is it the sell something with C guy from Ocarina? Is it that that weird little the sign fella? man? So, I mean, the male guy, I want to see the male guy, just someone just tearing ass across a field. You think Link's fast on Epona? This guy just zips past with his letters and he's like, okay, I got to get to my next delivery. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, I want to see that. Just some, some dude tearing ass and you think like, oh man, he's racing a horse. Okay. This is a weird thing. Um, but with the three we stuck to, Tingle, Beetle, and Navi, we got Brennan Myers, the winter gamer, buying beetle because he's such a nice guy and isn't annoying yep uh rent tingle just long enough to buy the maps from him then return him and uh and throw (laughs) throw navi in the depths of death mountain because she needs to stop bothering me uh meyer's not messing around hey mark hey hey listen listen hey mark hey listen Listen, uh, Mark. Man. Listen, yeah, could I be your could I, I be your Navi? <laughs> Just it's my voice you. though. Hey, <laughs> listen, you're my fan hey, cast. Talk. Listen, <laughs> uh, that's 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 my buy. Just so I can start that campaign. That that's that Chris Pratt. It's just role. going to be Chris Pratt as Navi. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so Todd, I came up with this. I want you to go. Uh, second, since Brennan Meyer went first, what what uh, what what are your choices here? Oh boy, you know, in <laughs> I'm gonna zig when other people zag. 
I am buying Tingle because Tingle is magic. I mean, I, and I'm like, who would play Tingle? And, you know, Tingle is just such an oddity. It's a weirdo. I'm like, it's like Andy Dick. It's the it's the, <laughs> the community. It is Zach Galifianakis. It is. I mean, <laughs> it is yes. all of those combined. That one. I want Zach Galifianakis. Holy shit. I did that. Like not even on my radar. Yes. And, and it will be so weird that people will be like, I don't even know what had just happened, but it'll be like the big character that breaks out. So everybody is talking about tingle tingle time. Oh yeah. Yep. hundred percent. Uh, then I'm renting Navi. Because that's kind of like your Tinkerbell. That is kind of like, could be useful to the audience to direct them, to be kind of the connection to direct people where to go, uh, could be cute, could do all these things. Um, and they could play it more like a fairy than just the kind of the normal ball that you see. Could be more to it. They could play it up and actually give Navi an origin that is a character we could see it. So I think Navi's a, a rent, um, you know, could find its use and move on. Um, and then Beetle kind of like just doesn't do much. I mean, nice. He's selling you stuff, but I mean, maybe he's the, the, the return, but you know, he's just there. He's just that cameo. You see Beetle shop and you move on. So maybe that's right. his role. You yeah. just see Beetle shop. He's sitting there. He looks weird. He's got the weird long nose and that's it. <laughs> I uh, I'm I'm gonna second your opinions completely, which is a rare occurrence, I think, for us. Uh, yeah, long distance Zencaster high five. Um, I'm I love your casting as Tingle. I just really want Tingle to be just all out weird, just just the weirdest thing. But like you said, there's a, the the opportunity to cast a perfect Tingle. I think would be way more celebrated than the casting of it'd be almost like like seth as donkey kong you know like because you get that laugh and like people are making like fan edits of like him over the old 90s donkey kong cgi uh cartoon and that kind of stuff like you can get i think a lot of Beatles just gonna turn into like a stoner He's like, hey man, I got your yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think I think Tingle's so weird that I, I I yeah I really want that I really want to see Tingle in live action, as terrifying as I think that could be. Just like it's like the Joker when the Joker and the Dark Knight shows up, it's like everybody yeah. stops and pays attention. Yeah, yeah, terrifying. Just a man in a very tightly attired like suit. Mark, yeah. why weren't you tingle um, for next next Halloween <laughs> tingle? All right, liquid diet starts today, folks. Thanks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um second I'm going to do Navi just simply because I said that I want Ocarina of Time as uh as my my first movie of choice and I don't think you can do Ocarina of Time without having Navi in it somehow. Maybe not as annoying as she is in the games, but I think the whole thing of Link not having a fairy until he has a fairy is a very important crux to the game. And I think something that could be explored, like you said, Todd, a little bit more origin story of Navi, a little bit more story about where the fairies come from, how they pair with 
the the children of the forest and that kind of thing and why link doesn't have one maybe how he feels about not having one or, or whatever it is uh and then i think yeah beetle i think is a fun little cameo background cameo it's like one of those things in the mario movie that they run past you like hey did that just say, say the thing and then you got to watch it three times before you realize it's like oh yeah yeah that was a you know a punch-out reference so or that was a thing. Was a DiCaprio meme. yeah yeah that's hey um so yeah i i, I think um yeah, I, I I love those choices. I'm gonna I'm just gonna mirror those completely. One one thing we it. haven't talked about in this, and I do want to go back. Maybe I should, probably should have re- mentioned this in the bonus round before we got into this. Um, <laughs> should I don't think they're gonna do a Zelda movie without having Link talk. I think that would be a very interesting choice, and I think. You know, if they did that, would they cast an actor who is hard of hearing, who does use sign language, something like that, make it authentic, you know, stick it to the, make that uh, a central part of the character uh, or, or just a, a part of the character that's, that's, um, you know, here, here we have a, a character who just doesn't talk. Um, they, you know, for one reason or the other, they may, maybe they use sign language, who knows? Um I think that would be an interesting kind of thing. I don't think they're going to go that route. I think we're going to have a character who speaks kind of like Mario didn't say wahoo through the whole movie of the Mario movie and didn't talk in the, Hey, it's a me, a Mario. Uh, didn't talk in that high pitched kind of voice. They did it for that fun commercial. Like that of it. Italian tone. And that, yeah. And then they switched to Chris Pratt voice basically. Um, Which is New Yorker. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, do you think? A do you do you wish they would cast uh, uh, someone in in the role of of Link who, you know, even if they cast Tom Holland, just hey Tom, shut the hell up. Uh, do you think they should do minimal voice and just have him say a few things, or do you think they're just gonna just go all out and just be like, yeah, you know what, Link talks now. He talks now. He talks now. It's a Star Wars reference. Um, and he says, excuse me, princess, because, you know, that's, yeah. that's, that's right. Funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we should do that. No, I, I think uh, if the best video game character that I've seen and it's been in live action to take a note from is the Witcher. Geralt mm. is a man of few words. He's like Clint Eastwood. And the man, you know, he says a few things, gets his point mm-hmm. across. Because Link is conveying things to people. We're just not hearing him talk. So it's not like he doesn't have the ability to convey language and it's not like you see him sign. So he's doing it. We're just not hearing him. And there's been other games that like we have silent protagonists and they, but they still have dialogue options, but we just never hear them speak. So I think you need to have him say and convey things. um, But it doesn't have to be like, he's a man of too many words. He should be a Mm. man of succinct points. He is, uh impactful with whatever he does say and that's it he is kind of gruff um which is right. weird because you've put him in like he looks kind of like what's the best word to put this like slight <laughs> and kind he's of a, he's a gruff <laughs> legolas is what you're exactly, saying you know exactly. like that so, manly so, exactly. so <laughs> manly i think elf. i think you let other people be the elements of comedy or alliteration and 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 evocation around him Mm -hmm. but he says enough 
that he gets across what he wants. I always thought it was weird. It's like, I have so much to say, but I'm just going to be saying nothing. And everybody like, oh, yeah, you, you did all of these things in very elaborative mm -hmm. terms. And this is what you want to do. And it's like never happened. So um, I think that's what I want. And I think because the link to the player in a game, I totally get that we had that. But in a movie, you do need a character mm -hmm. that does convey uh, something, at least, to everyone else. Um, because I think they'd have to add a canon that he is a character. And, and Miyamoto has never said he's a character that doesn't speak because he can't. Um, right. It's just never been conveyed because of technology and things like that. And Miyamoto says the story has never been his forte, so he doesn't put any interest in it. So now he's giving to people that do have that as their forte. So I think that's appropriate and it makes sense. And he's going to make the choice. And then we just have to deal with it because it's his choice. He created the character. We can't say that's not right. We don't agree with him. So Anuma would never let that happen. I mean, and, yeah. and when Yero says Anuma set up, I get, I got this. <laughs> so we've got Tingle following him around, basically just being his bard and uh, speaking for Link and just, you know, tossing a coin and, and so on. I think that's Tingle's role in this movie. Oh, yeah. He's the one that, like, goes in all in and Link is like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Let let it happen. Let the let the let the dice fall and we'll just accept it. Hey, we got the Pikachu movie. Ryan Reynolds was Pikachu. Yeah. Jack Black sang a song about Peach. Yep. It happened. <laughs> Everybody loved it. They didn't think they would. No. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. I think I a lot could go wrong, but so much could go right. And I think, Mark, that's the whole point of our bonus round now is to say, well, this is the movie we're getting, but it doesn't mean that's the only thing we're ever going to get with Legend of Zelda. So when they come to us, you and mm -hmm. I, we pitch our idea and this is what's going to happen next. We get the live action film and then we get something different because you can't just have one thing. It's going to be Zelda films for the end of eternity, Mario films for the end of eternity. So they need ideas, Mark. And that's where we come into play. All right. So, Mark, what Zelda movie would you make? Director, tone, style, cast. Would it be specific on a, would it be specifically tied to a game? So what would you want? And what would you say needs to happen? Uh, I, after this one, so, okay, if I get my wish and this first movie is Ocarina of Time, the next one that I'm making, you give me the reins, I'm calling up, um, I'm calling up Gore Ver Verbeski. Or Ver, Ooh, Ver, the Ver, Pirates Ver, of the Verbinski. Caribbean. That's yeah. the one. Guess what movie I'm making? You're making Wind Waker. Oh, oh, making Wind Waker, baby. Oh, uh, so oh shoot. I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, no, okay. No, 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 you know what? No, you you go off on it. I'm gonna. No, it's okay. We can have off. different I'm... spins on it. All right. Okay. Because I was my second one was actually gonna be um gonna be Minish Cap. Ooh, I, I think, I like um, but I, I'd like that one to be animated. I'd like it to be more like, um, like light and, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm almost leaning more towards like 
studio uh ghibli um like that kind of animation yeah like uh uh was it nausicaa of the valley mm-hmm. you could do princess mononoke you could do mm-hmm. uh very whimsical very japanese looking um or uh what's yeah. the one that was uh oh the one i always blank on where it's the little girl who goes to like the night village where it's the the is it um oh uh the d- d- um sugar the night something um frig i can't remember um anyway i might so yeah my if we're both going to go on wind waker um i i'm, I'm tempted to that one uh now i'm trying to like you've got me completely like on my studio geekly uh kind of spirited away spirited away okay that's the one you're thinking of that was one um all right uh yes i yeah i'll let you take wind waker then because i'm gonna go with this one uh although i don't know like and that kind of leaves me blank for like who directs these and like who would i give it to and all that kind of stuff um well i will give you the concept of wind waker okay because you're going in a different direction than i would so i'm gonna take something from the wind waker you do wind waker with gore verbinski i want to hear it okay all right. Uh, so yeah, I mean that that would be it. It was uh, you know that the tone style would be very swashbuckling, very fun, very very pirates esque. I think this would be just um, you know the pirates movies kind of like went off, and we haven't been getting them. There was talks about a reboot with Margot Robbie. I think that's kind of either paused or maybe completely canned. Mm-hmm. There's been talks about getting Johnny back, but then that was like you know the everything. Um, so I don't, I, it sounds like he'd be up, but like, you know, for the, the time being, we're not getting a swashbuckling pirate adventure series uh, anytime soon. And I think even if pirates did come back, there's room for another one that might not be uh, as zany as, uh, as, as Johnny Depp as Jack Sparrow, but there's still some room for some fun, interesting characters that you could take from that game. Uh, Zelda isn't a damsel in distress for most of this movie. She is a kick-ass pirate captain. And um, I think there's just a lot to explore in that game. I think it'd be really, really fun. And you get a cool ship uh, that that's also a cool, uh, also a character. Um, again, I think you could tie it into whatever the first movie is. It doesn't have to be Ocarina, whatever it is. It's, it's, it's under the ocean, right? Like that's, that's the, the thing, right? The, the, um, and you start to see that the, the movies are connected, the, that the movies are, um, this, this long timeline of, of connected, you know, the, the, the spirits of these people from the first movie, uh, live on in the second movie, even though it realistically takes place hundreds of years apart or whatever. Um, the cast, I would, and that's one thing, I would completely mix up most of the cast. I would recast Link, I would recast Zelda, but I would also keep the king and I would keep Ganondorf for those connective tissues. I think you have to have, um, you know, this is a new Link. Maybe the spirit of Link or the name or whatever it is has lived on. Same thing with Zelda spirits have lived on but it's like basically a re like a resurrected 
Ganondorf. And the king is is just the spirit of the king who's been protecting the realm underneath the water all this time. And the voice of the ship, um, which would be a cool connective tissue in between uh, movies and that kind of stuff. So I think um, I'm sure that would be a controversial take, especially if the first one makes a billion dollars. And it's like, great, thanks, Tom Holland, you're fired. And now Timothy Chalamet has his uh, moment in the sun. Sucks, but I'm hoping that they they have that planned out, and I'm hoping that they're they're um, uh, open to that, you know, because um, then you're going to get like, why is it the same Zelda, but supposed to be happening 400 years apart? This doesn't make sense. What's going on? Uh, and it just gets weird. I think if they parse this right, Mark, they can talk about, in a way, the fact that Link is always going to be essentially regenerated or whatever the term is. Mm -hmm. Uh, Basically he's the hero throughout time. He always comes back and he always comes kind of like Dr. Who is the best way to put it. Um, Mm. He regenerates, he comes back. He is telling a new story with a different focus, but the themes remain the same. And maybe that I think that can handle it well. And, um, it's funny because you you mentioned that I think of like uh, have you seen the One Piece uh, show yeah. on Netflix? So I good. think that's kind of cool because it's like it's it's well received and the tone is a little goofy and fun and looks good and it's like could that work? It could, but yeah, yeah. we'll see. Um, yeah, my my idea is I want to be having live action films but also animated films. And if they are going to do the, well, live action is Sony and Universal is going to be animated. I want Toon Link. I want Toon Link Mm. to be, so that's what I'm saying. I'll take Toon Link and make him, whether it's the Link to the Past, or sorry, uh, uh, Link Awakening, uh, you know, Link's Awakening, the last one, where it's like Toyetic, looks interesting, Mm -hmm. or use the um, cel-shaded, wind waker version of uh zelda and do that and make it maybe a tv series that Mm -hmm. you put on netflix or something like that because i don't think everything has to be a two-hour movie and i think that could be a lot of fun because then you could really draw it out uh play around with some things and add into it and make it multiple seasons and then you could potentially say we're gonna cover you know wind waker we're gonna cover uh oracle of ages we're gonna cover all of these different things and maybe ape different animation styles that play with the game styles as well. Well, Wind Waker alone opens up several storylines. So you can do an animated thing with Wind Waker, tackle Phantom Hourglass, finally tackle Spirit Tracks. I mean, you've got a lot to chew on just with that storyline across multiple seasons so one season or two seasons can tackle wind waker one season can tackle phantom hourglass and one one final uh you know goes on spear tracks and then you continue it if you want to but um that's such a brilliant idea i love that especially that that timeline can can kind of just stand on its own for you know for the most part yeah uh and so i'm gonna go with the 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 director would be the director that did sea beasts on netflix Ooh. Yeah, it was a very much Excellent. like a Sea of Thieves looking type yeah. of film. Really wonderful animation, and Netflix has really done some good job, uh, good work there. And I think yeah. that where they can 
really eight different art, art styles to manage the different uh, takes on the Zelda, you know, different versions of it from the different uh, mm-hmm. consoles and different art styles. So I really like oh, that. Uh, um, Chris Chris Williams, he did Big Hero uh, Six, yes. Bolt, Moana, yeah. co-directed cool. Moana. Yeah, perfect awesome. movies too. Awesome. Perfect. Tone yeah. loves oh, it. it. Water. Uh, yeah, Moana, exactly. CBS water. Uh, you know, just the tone, the comedic, the heartfelt. Uh, you know, elements of it. I love it. Yeah. And then um, I think this is where you bring in voice actors um, that can really nail it versus like n- known names in Hollywood. So I think you bring in like um, I'm trying to think of like uh, you know the actress who did Ahsoka in. I think she's a really solid voice actor when it comes to animation um is it ashley uh uh, frick what's her last name but she's a great voice actress so i think she can handle an accent if you need to do that but she knows voice acting yes ashley yeah so she has her universe those two things she's a she's a seasoned voice actress same thing there with uh with a link you can bring in uh, and I'm trying to think of like really someone who can nail a link voice, uh, considering we don't have anything to judge it by. But I think of like this, this is going to be probably unhappy, uh, uh, probably not loved, but the voice actor who does Spider Man uh, throughout several mm-hmm. different projects, I think he can nail different voice aspects, nails it well, and potentially could pull off an English accent. I don't know. Does Link need to have an English accent? I don't know. Nobody knows. Zelda, I don't know. That's what they've given her. So if it's English, maybe you go with an English voice actor, like a Freddie Highmore, uh, who is oh, yeah. a famous actor who has a very light, slight tone. So maybe he could mm-hmm. do Link in a very uh, seasoned way. And then I think, since it's animated, you don't have to worry about the, the age of the actor. I think no. you bring in Clancy Brown or Ron Perlman to do Ganon. Oh, hell yeah. Because I think they have yep. gravitas. I mean, if Lance if Lance Reddick was still around, obviously rest in peace. I think he'd be fantastic. But I think one of yep. those actors would be phenomenal, and they know how to voice characters. So I think that would be oh, no yeah. choice about that. And then you bring in someone goofy, and you know, to do your tingle and different characters like that. So that's what yep. I would do. And I, like I, like I said, Mark, I would love a series that would be happily fine with doing a season for each game in the franchise yeah i mean like the manga books because there's manga books that are out there that have like their story that my son read about each game right yeah yeah those are good um i've read a couple of those uh and it's funny when you when you said spider-man voice actor i thought just to be a smart ass i was gonna scream out um no i was gonna scream out jake johnson um (laughs) just to be a nice that would be awesome and I know, like you were you were thinking of a, like girl. from the video games they'd be Yuri Lowenthal, oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, you know Jake Johnson, I was gonna uh, you know Peter Parker from um, from the the Spider Verse movies. Hey, um, look at me! Here. I'm wearing right. a yeah, but, robe. Like, could work as Tingle, right? Like he's funny, yeah. he's goofy, he's that got like a, a good you one, know, kind of for like Charlie Day, standout kind of voice. Or yeah, that kind of like. But see, would you cast Luigi in a Mario movie? I don't know. So that's why I'm going Jake Johnson yeah. for Tingle. Um, don't know if like live, a- hey, he might even work in live action actually. 
like anyone that's wearing like a, the spandex green spandex is just going to look ridiculous anyway. It doesn't really matter. Like didn't you Charlie Day wear the green like, spandex and it's always sunny? Oh, green, Frank, probably. green man. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, it's a callback. And you could even, I mean, you could even go like just shove someone goofy, but like uh, was it John Hamm, just like some traditionally handsome, but like just have him like shoved in a leotard for no reason and just be like, Hey, I'm tingle. Like what's going on? I'm, I'm a very handsome man. Why are you doing this to me? And it's, um, you know, but like, he seems like the kind of guy that would be just up for that. He just seems like he's a weird, really weird kind of like goofy. Um, yeah. Hey Mark, I need to pause for a second. My family just came up. I'll, we'll wrap this up really quick. I'll pause it. All right. So we've made the perfect films, Mark. We've made the perfect TV series. So congratulations. We are waiting <laughs> for us. Nintendo to give us a call. Good job, everybody. Give us a call. Yeah. So uh, if everyone who's listening to this has ideas on what they would like to see uh, from the Legend of Zelda films, you know, let's not bag too much in a movie. We don't know what's going to happen, but let us know what you would love to see. We'd love to hear it. Absolutely. So, Mark, we're done. We've gone through this, this this cavalcade of great creative energy. We talked about what we've been playing, all the news. It's been a fun ride. So, uh, Mark, tell people where they can find you around the interwebs. You can find me hanging out in our Discord channel. And like Todd said, I want to hear like as many ideas as possible. Let's, let's, uh, I mean, if people really want to start, we will start our own little like channel for this in the discord. Cause I just want to like, just pop off on like Zelda ideas. Um, but you can drop in just in the video game channel until it gets too crazy. Uh, but you can find me hanging out in there. You can find me on, uh, all the social media platforms as the underscore Canardian or on Xbox and switch as Canardian. You can follow me at Tioxtra on both Twitter and threads at Secret French U on Twitter and Secret Friends Unite on threads. Also, Spartion98 on Xbox and Switch and Spartion1998 on PSN. So with that, Mark, thank you for joining me on this journey into the world of video games. And remember, folks, it's always better to game together. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.